What tips would I give to my student self of 10 years ago? Coming up. Hello and welcome back to the Freelance Verse. I hope you enjoyed the last couple of videos where I explained how to find jobs. They were received very well, so thank you very much for that. Uh, today I want to go back to a time when I would have appreciated a, a video like this, to be frank. Uh, I want to talk to my student self. Now what I'm talking about is my bachelor's, my translation studies, right? Exactly 10 years ago in 2000, well, going into 2012, I was starting my second semester at the uh, Zurich University of Applied Science in Winterthur in Switzerland. I was doing a bachelor degree in translation studies. Back then it was still called translation studies. Now it's called, I think, applied linguistics or applied languages or something like this. So I was very happy and looking back, very lucky about this uh, this title of this degree because it helped me a lot to get into the industry. It can matter a lot what, the, what name your degree has, right? Because we did a lot of other things than translation in this degree, but in the end it, was, it had this term in translation which is great now what i want to do is reflect a bit on my mindset back then about my expectations of of my uh, professional career etc and also give myself a few tips like if i saw myself myself 10 years ago now what would i tell myself about the language profession and looking back this this was definitely one of the time of my life back then uh, this was the first time i moved away from home and it was quite like nothing is far in Switzerland, but it's quite fairly far for Swiss standards, right? It was at the other side of the country. But looking back, I really had no idea what I was doing actually, right? When I found out actually that my grades were good enough to go to university, this was never my plan because in, in Switzerland we have quite kind of a different educational system. Not everyone goes to universities like in other countries, right? It's very highly regarded to, to learn a profession, to go to an apprenticeship, etc. So that's, that's also what I did after school and I never anticipated going to university but then like uh, through some uh, coincidences a path opened up and I actually realized okay I really like learning I really like education so uh, I just want to try it out like I had no experience with that beforehand like none of my family members or none of my extended family ever went to university so I was very new and fresh to this mindset and I thought why not give it a try so from A to Z I went to all the possibilities on a website because I really had no idea what I want to do uh, then luckily I, I was thinking to myself like what am I actually good at right so I looked at my grades logically like back then my mindset was very much like grades equals your intelligence which is not true at all and I, I changed my mind completely about that um, so I don't subscribe to this anymore but back then I just looked at my grades and languages were very high up uh, so languages was the way to go so I was thinking what can I do with the language degree one thing was teacher but there was no way I'm gonna teach anything like I'm not very good with children especially not with a bunch of them so uh, yeah translator came to mind pretty quickly but I had no idea that it's possible to study that but on this list I came across two translation studies I did my entry exam I passed it and uh, I was going to university for three years to a bachelor of arts in translation. For me it meant first of all that I'm gonna pursue a career in languages. I have no idea what how this will look like. In the information sessions of the university they told us a lot that you have to be comfortable with potentially living abroad because the translators and interpreter market within Switzerland is very small and reserved to kind of an elite. But I decided to just go with the flow and see what this, what this career brings me, right? And then the first year was a lot about research, a lot about 
academic thinking in general so already it was worth it to go to university no 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 question it broadened my mind significantly during this whole period of these three years i never really cared or i never really had any entrepreneurial mindset any kind of aspiration of where I want this to go. And this is really where I want, would give myself advice nowadays. I understand that 10 years ago, I was in a very different mindset. I was partying all the time and I had a, a lot of fun and I wasn't caring about any of this, but I still feel like there would have been space next to all that, next to enjoying life to think about these things a bit more, right? So one thing, uh, one point I wrote down, uh, which is very clear is like, just have a clear idea of what you want to do. Like get into it a bit earlier because I have this amazing opportunity. I'm in an actual degree that is called BA in translation, right? So many studies around the world have the weirdest names and nothing really is there. You know, the, the names don't really tell anything like my master's degree. Like if someone hears this name, no one really knows what it what, what's up. And I was lucky to be in this position of like studying an actual job, an actual profession. That's very rare, right? And I don't think I made the most use of it at that time. So one thing I would definitely do more is network and volunteer, because there were a lot of options in the university to go into clubs, to go into associations, to talk to teachers. They were translators, most of my professors, right? Back then I was extremely shy and I never talked to anyone that I didn't know really. Like get out there, be, be more involved in the industry because when you already start during your studies, I tell this now every time in these videos, but me, I didn't do it back then, right? So it's kind of ironic, but I guess that's, yeah, you learn from, from mistakes. I would tell myself to explore online options, to explore job options, uh, see what's out there, see what people are doing as translators. Is there other possibilities to do with my studies, right? Eventually in the last year, people were coming in and, uh, you know, people were working in the Swiss private industry mostly or also at university uh, that did the same degree and they were sharing their experiences where they work now like in the communication departments actual translators someone was working in the government in some kind of um, translation department so a lot of options were displayed to us and it was never really talked about freelancing for some reason i would really expect to see if i like built up a, a translation studies i would really put in there like a course on freelancing a course on entrepreneurship how you can start yourself how you can find your clients etc because no one taught us anything about that it was kind of understood that we would go either be an employed translator or go just in the communication industry in some way. In the end, we had one teacher who was a freelance translator and he told us that he is doing very well. And now he has got this opportunity through a network to, to teach at the university. And he was quite young and I got to talk to him a bit in the last year. That was definitely eye-opening to see that it is possible. It's also a point I wrote down here. It is possible to make it. We were all very scared about MT back then, machine translation. There's no point in varying if it's good or bad, right? Because it's either. It is. In some cases, it's bad. In some cases, it's extremely good. There's no point in worrying about that, especially not like... Okay, this was now 10 years ago. I did my bachelor's th uh, thesis about this topic. And I'm still here and the industry is still thriving, you know? If you already worry back then, then what's the point? Like, you miss out on so much time that you can actually build a career for yourself. And once you are in this industry, once you have a network, whatever happens, like stuff will evolve. We can't imagine like what, what this industry will look like in 10 years, but something will be here, right? We will adapt. And I will definitely not worry too much about that because uh, wherever I will be, 
I will do something in the language industry, that's for sure. Another advice that I will give to myself is creativity, uh, determination, persistence, and just like finding creative options is way more important than the actual skill. And that sounds quite dramatic, but it really is true. Like I've seen so many people that are extremely good at translation or interpreting, but they just can't market themselves and they can't find a way in. And then on the other side, some very good marketeers, some very good talkers find their way through the, through the cracks and then the, they suck at translating or at suck at language services in general. That also happens. That's the other side of the coin, I guess. But just as a general tip, creativity, determination, way more important than skill, which is kind of tough because you can't really work. Yeah, you can work on creativity, actually. Yeah, If you are aware that it's important, you can kind of force yourself to be creative creative, force yourself to find other ways and just consume a lot of content. That's what I did in the end, right? I wrote it down here to do it earlier because I only started to do this in 2015, 2016. Read stuff from successful people. And I don't mean successful in, in like rich, like these gurus that tell you uh, take the courses to become rich. That's not what I mean at all. Just look at people that achieved what you would like to achieve in an ideal world and then consume the stuff that they put out. I started watching a few translator specific YouTube videos. I, let a I read a lot of books, a lot of uh, language translation related books, but also a lot of industry books, uh, finance books, business books, entrepreneur books, right? So read extensively is definitely a good point. Uh, on top of that, also read a lot of fiction, right? Because you never know if you become a literary translator in the end, or even if you don't, it's just important that you read all kind of registers in your native language, especially, but also in your source language. The more registers you know, the more versatile you become as a translator, right? If you can suddenly offer uh, doing stuff for a children's book, right? I, I recently, I said recently, it's it's been a year or so, I worked on a, on a children's book and it was really interesting because you had to use prose, you had to actually translate and then also rhyme in the, because the source was a rhyme, right? It was written like a nursery rhyme. So you had to translate the content and then also rhyme it in the target, which is, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And then it has been printed and published. So it's, I really love this exercise. It, it took me a lot of time. Luckily they paid very well. So I, I, it allowed me to take time. But then you realize like all these books that you read, it really pays off because suddenly like a, a wordplay comes to mind or a, a word association. That's not always the first option that comes to mind is good, especially not in like in literary translation. Another point I would tell to myself is like you don't necessarily need direct clients, right? When you get into the industry, you start reading and stuff and everyone tells you this is the holy grail. You need to find direct clients to make it, to make enough money. It's not the case. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I don't have that many direct clients. It is cool to work with them for sure, but it is also a hassle. Like it's much easier to work with agencies. I always say the ideal split is for me is 80-20, 80% agencies, 20% direct clients. And yeah, this whole notion of like, you need to find direct clients to make it as a freelance translator. It's a myth. It's not true. You can perfectly live with the only agency clients and you don't feel, need to feel bad about that, right? Visit a lot of countries, travel, speak to natives, involve yourself in cultures. That's one thing that's super important. I, I would 
Uh, of course, back then I didn't have any money, so traveling was a bit harder, but still like it would be so easy to go by train to France more often and just talk to natives and maybe stay there a, a month or so and study from there, you know, um, especially nowadays where you can just be remote. Uh, it's definitely possible. So that's another tip I would give to you if you are in this situation right now. And last but not least, I would say don't get discouraged because that was what happened to me, right? I got discouraged because I didn't have any role models. I didn't didn't see anyone that's actually doing it successfully and making a living for themselves as a freelance translator so this was never even an option for me until very long and then when my when my studies were over I just looked for jobs in the language industry and I got a, a position a good position in Zurich as a project manager in a translation agency but during this job I actually decided not to become a freelance not to become a translator because I, I don't know, it just seemed like everyone was so stressed, everyone was always rushed and we always rushed them because tough time frames from us, right? So this was actually when I decided not to do it. And then I got a job offer in the Netherlands and I went to the, and went there to, to do my uh, master's degree, which is where I got into reading more and like exploring these options and seeing people that are actually doing it, especially in the Netherlands and in the UK. There were lots of role models that I could look up to and follow their content on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, and then I finally decided to go for it. Well, it, I just randomly found a job with a direct client. I told this story many times. My first client was a direct client and I didn't appreciate it enough back then. And since then I followed my passion. I don't know if I would have started ever if I stayed in Switzerland. For me, moving away, moving abroad was the key aspect that made me become a freelance translator and eventually made me make these videos. So it all worked out in the end. There you go. These are my tips for my student self 10 years ago, what I would tell to myself if I saw myself. I hope you enjoyed this video. As always, let me know in the comments if you like it, what you would like to see on the channel going forward. And while you're down there, make sure to subscribe and like the video. It means a lot. And I see you next Monday with the next one. Bye bye.